Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast, the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine with the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice, strategies, and tips from experts without the fluff. Your host, Caroline Balinska, the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. With over 10 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce, she shares her knowledge and interviews the experts to help you in your journey to success. Now, here's your host, Caroline Balinska. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. And once again, very, very excited to have such an awesome guest with us today. I know I say this every week, but that's because I'm really fortunate to find such great people on this podcast. So today I have Alex McKechn. I think I pronounced that. I think I did a really good job then, actually. And we were Alex on here. He's from smile.io. And anyone here who's listening who is one of my clients or is part of my Facebook group or watched any of my videos knows that I recommend smile.io a lot to people because I love, love, love this app. I think it does amazing things and I think it really helps businesses. So today I'm really fortunate to have Alex here talking about how to use Smile and what it's all about to let everyone know exactly what you can do with it. So Alex is actually the head of marketing. He has helped thousands of companies build rewards programs into their businesses. So he definitely knows what he's talking about. He loves working with problems that no one else has the answer to and getting people to change the way that they think and they approach problems. He's passionate about marketing, building brands and psychology and especially the tech world. So let's say hello to Alex and welcome to the show. So Alex, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And that was a killer introduction. I don't think I could introduce myself that well. Oh, uh, no, it's very easy. I found all this information out about you. So it's very easy to share it with everyone. So look, I am so excited to have you here. It's like I said, I love the app that you have. I think that Smile is amazing. I think it's got amazing features. It looks beautiful too, which is sometimes a problem. Some of these apps don't look so great. So Smile definitely looks great for a lot of the brands that I work with. So yes, first of all, I'm very, very happy to have you here. And second of all, I want you to tell us a little bit more about you, something that I haven't mentioned so far. Sure. So as you mentioned, head of marketing here at Smile. And here at Smile, we are all about building brand communities for our merchants through rewards programs. Um, a little bit about myself that you haven't gone over there. I'm a huge basketball fan. I also had my own e-commerce store for a bit. I've since closed it down to focus on smile, but we sold men's grooming products like soaps, um, shampoo bars, beard oils, hair gels, and things like that. And that was on the Shopify platform as well. So that's actually fantastic. It means that, um, you know, you're in marketing and I'm in marketing and there's some marketing people out there that have never actually owned a business. So they come at it from just a very marketing standpoint, whereas because you've had a business like me, we come at it from a very different angle. So I think that that's a really good aspect that you have that helps you, you know, do your job better. Yeah. If you're going to be talking about how to run an online business, you should have some experience running an online business yourself. Yeah, fantastic. And so tell us a little bit about what smile.io is all about. I know that they've changed names in the last year, but smile's been around for a long time. So can you tell us a little bit about how smile works and what rewards programs are? For sure. So we've been around for a while. We used to be called Sweet Tooth. So if anyone's familiar with that brand, we rebranded from Sweet Tooth to smile about a year and a half ago. And that transition and that rebrand was really about people view what we call rewards programs in the past, you 
you probably hear the term loyalty program or points program thrown around. And the reason we focus on rewards programs is those points programs, those loyalty programs are very transactional in nature. It was all about just spending more and getting more. But a rewards program is about building that connection with the customer and building a community around rewarding and an exchange of value. And you, most of the listeners are probably familiar with some famous rewards programs like a Sephora VIP program or the Starbucks rewards programs. It's all about giving additional value to your customers. Fantastic. And when you talk about the ones that are with Starbucks and um, Sephora, for example, is that sort of the exact same thing that you can do with Smile or is it slightly different? So those are, those are two massive brands with custom built programs. So with Smile, you can build something similar to Sephora and, and similar to Starbucks, but you won't be able to create an exact replication, if that makes sense. No, that's great. So, you know, you give points to people based on what they buy, but also about building a community. Exactly. So a rewards program is more than just points as well. It's referrals, it's VIP. So giving people additional rewards as they gain, um, as they interact with your brand more and gain additional status and ongoing rewards. So um, in the Starbucks and Sephora programs, you're moving through what we call tiers. So in Starbucks, you go from green to gold and that movement is making a customer a VIP. So you can do a similar thing with Smile as well. Fantastic. And you mentioned that the loyalty programs, you don't like that term because of what it represents. How have things changed over the years? So you rebranded and how do you think the, how do you think people, the public see rewards programs and loyalty programs in general? Yeah. So the term loyalty program or points program, when, when I think of that, I think of all those cards that I have in my wallet and there's a, there can sometimes be a negative association with a loyalty program with brands not actually providing much value to their customers and people just feeling like a number in that program. And a rewards program isn't about that. It's not about just giving something and not really thinking about the customer in return. A rewards program is again, that exchange, I like to call it an exchange versus an extraction. So it's not, I give you a discount and I just hope you're going to do something with it. It's with a rewards program. Hey, do this action. And there's a reward waiting for you there. It's an exchange. I do something for you. You do something for me rather than always just giving or taking. And so you mentioned that um, it has to do with the way you actually build up reward points. Um, I know that you work with, you know, if people sign up for different social media um, channels, how can you explain that part a little bit? So basically getting more people onto your social channels. Yeah. So there's different types of ways of getting rewards. Right. So the, the transactional piece is obviously place an order and get rewards, but it can go so much further than that. So with smile, you can reward for actions such as following, um, following your brand on Instagram, liking your Facebook page, sharing things on Facebook, leaving a review or for birthdays. So it goes further than just, Hey, buy for me and you're going to get something. It's, Hey, I care about who you are as a person. And here's some other ways that you can earn points and generate value that goes way beyond just make that purchase. So I guess that's one question I get from a lot of my clients when they see, when I get them to set up the smile app and they say, how does that work with Instagram, for example, Facebook? Can you sort of explain how it? So when you go into smile and you follow on Instagram, we allow you to put your Instagram page in there. So when someone comes into the app or onto your store, you can send them to the Instagram page to give that a follow. So 
if we were to link it up with um, Instagram or Facebook and have them validate before they do that, it creates like two additional steps that the customer needs to do. And generally they won't actually follow through on that. So it's a bit of an honor system with people actually going and completing the follow or completing the like, but you're going to get the majority of people actually completing it when you do that rather than, Hey, log in, do all this stuff to get that amount of points. No, that makes total sense. It's fantastic. And so you also have a system of people being able to tell their friends about it. Tell us a little bit more about the actual community side of the rewards. Yeah. So I think um, before going into the community side of it, it might be important to explain what we view a community as and how you would actually build that community. So we view a community as there's a bunch of individual relationships that happen. So between the brand and the customer and even customer to customer, all these relationships, when you, when you put them together is what builds that brand community and a strong brand community is basically how the big brands are succeeding today. It's not about just giving a promotion, giving a discount, putting an ad out there and hoping someone does something. People want to feel like they belong to something. And that's where you're seeing people shop with today. You're seeing them shop with brands where they feel an emotional connection. They feel a sense of belonging to that. And I like to think of community can, can be this kind of abstract thing, but I like to think of it in, in three stages to build a community. So you've got your join. You need people to actually opt into being a part of your community. You've got the engage aspect of it. So once they're a part of that community, what are you going to do and what are they going to do to become more engaged, do more things to interact with your brand And then you have the share aspect of it as well. So once you have an engaged member of your community, how are they going to go and tell others about it? And we call those brand advocates. So as I mentioned before, with a rewards program, you have points, VIP and referrals. So once you have given your customers a ton of way to earn points, doing different actions, letting them move through VIP tiers and getting them really engaged, you're creating those brand advocates and using the referral component of smile to actually encourage them to go and tell their friends is how you get people to kind of complete the cycle. So I've joined, I'm engaged. I go and I share with another like-minded person. Now they're going to join, engage and do the same. So I'm creating those repeat purchases out of the people who are engaged and encouraging them to bring more like-minded people to my store. So in this case, can you give us some statistics on stores that you've seen get more sales? I know you've worked with a lot of different stores out there. So what sort of stats have you seen on what's working for them? Yeah, so rewards programs are interesting where it's it's not necessarily a, hey, put a rewards program on your site and you're going to see a big increase in sales the next day or a huge return in the first day. It's, it's more of an investment. It's building up that community, that snowball aspect of it, that exponential growth, getting more people involved and seeing a change in behavior of the people who are actually engaging with the program. So in terms of what we see from our clients, I can share a few specific examples. So um, Tops, the collectible cards they do, you might have known them from their baseball cards. They actually saw a 15% increase in conversions of those who were enrolling in the program versus those that were not. Uh, a couple other examples are MPix. They do prints and photos online and they saw a 55% increase in the average order value of those that were a member of the program versus those who are not enrolling. And they were actually able to generate a 70% increase in their Instagram followers by incentivizing them to follow. And uh, one, one of my favorite examples of rewards program is Evie's tree. And they saw a 58% increase in the return customers they were seeing. So by implementing the rewards program, they were able to encourage people to come back and come back more often 
And another thing I love about their program is they were actually able to save about a thousand dollars a month on ads because they were incentivizing referrals and getting their community to bring others to that community as well. Okay. That last website that you mentioned, I didn't catch the name of it. What was it? So it's Evie's tree. And what do they sell? Tree. They do hoodies. So women's hoodies. Okay. Fantastic. And that's really interesting. The statistics on the increase on sales, that's fantastic. It just shows that giving people rewards really works. And I guess we know that because, you know, you mentioned things like Starbucks and you mentioned um, Sephora, but there's also, you know, all these airlines that that's probably the most famous way of doing it. You know, we fly certain airlines to get extra points as well. So it really does work. And that's why I was so happy to get you on here because I do really believe in what Smile does. Um, what I want to know is you just mentioned, and you and I spoke about this offline before, you mentioned about the website not spending as much on ads. What do you see there as the, the way it could help? How can a rewards program help people not spend as much on ads when it comes to using Smile? Yeah, so it's said that it's seven times more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to retain an existing one. So every time you put an ad out there or run a promotion, it's an expensive way to get someone to come to your store. And if you can implement a rewards program and build that sense of community and get that person who's already committed to buying once to stay around, do it again and tell their friends, you're creating more value out of every single customer who basically opts into shopping with you. Yeah, that's fantastic. I actually get really passionate when people come to me and they say, I need more traffic because I'm not getting enough sales. And then I look over their website and I'm like, you don't need more traffic. You're getting a lot of people to your website. It might be the wrong traffic, but that's a different story. But you've got traffic. You're just not converting them into sales and then getting them back for another sale. How are you getting those people back to buy from you again? And they're all like, Meh, I don't know. And too many people are looking just to get more traffic to their website. Whereas I think what you offer is, hey, let's make the most of what we've already got. Yeah, we call that retention marketing and value add marketing. And you're so right. There's people that are, are obsessed with, okay, well, my sales aren't where I need to be. Let's do more ads. But every ad you run, there's no economies of scale in advertising. Every single time you run an ad, it's becoming more expensive. And the person you're attracting is becoming less and less relatable to what you sell. I'm glad you're saying this because this is exactly what I say on a regular basis that people need to look at you know, what they've already got and how they can make the most of what they already have going on. So I wanted to ask you as well, I've got quite a few of my clients and I know that there's probably other people out there listening that people have got an offline store already. They've already got some sort of business and then they come and set up a Shopify store. How can we get people, and I'm always uh, recommending Smile straight away to people for this reason, is to get those people into the um, Smile app from their offline store. So can you sort of walk through that process? Because I always like to use this you know, with a lot of people and not, there's not many people out there these days who go and open up a retail store and then do an online store. But then the ones that do have an offline store, they should really be setting up an online business and connecting the two from the offline to the online. So can you sort of go through how they can make that work for them? For sure. So I think there's two, there's two pieces to that, how they would actually do it and, and why they would want to do it. So a lot of offline stores, the reason that they're so successful is the owner has a, has a connection with those that are coming in and it's easy to establish those relationships. And 
where I think the missteps usually happen when going online is it's hard to create that relationship with someone when you're separated by a screen. So starting a rewards program is a great way to establish that relationship, give some added value to people that are shopping online that you would normally do in store, but just becomes much more difficult when you move it online. And I think the best way to do that is to just have people create accounts when they come into the store. So register them for an account on the site so that they get the points for registering for an account. And then they can use those by shopping online and they don't necessarily need to come into the store every time, but can still have that connection with the brand. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that by not doing that, I think you miss out on a lot. There was one of my clients that she has an offline store in a little village and it's a holiday village and she only opens for three or four months of the year during summer. And, but she still sells all year round. So I say, come on, you know, get those people to buy from you. They've now seen what you sell. They love the quality of what you sell. Now you can sell to them all year round by just setting up this rewards program. And since I did that with her, um, I stopped working with her about a year ago. We worked together for a short amount of time. She still messages me to tell me, hey, you don't know how many people have gone from that rewards program and still buy from me now. So, you know, that, that's one of my biggest success stories of, you know, um, sharing the, the fact of using Smile with her. She's done very well from it. Yeah, that's a fantastic example. Yeah. And so can you walk us through setting up a rewards program? I've got sort of generally the types of people that I meet. They've got some sort of um, business that they've started based on starting their own product. Um, They might have developed something themselves or taken another product and changed it a little bit, or they're doing drop shipping. That seems to be the two sorts of businesses that I come across. So, you know, homeware drop shipping or tech drop shipping or someone that's actually created their own product. How would they differ or be the same when it comes to setting up a rewards program? Yeah, so that's a great question. And depending on the type of business you run, you always should make some tweaks to how you set up your rewards program. It's not always going to be the exact same thing that works for everyone. So in your first example there, that's one of the most common things we see too, is someone's developed their own product or their own brand and they're selling their own branded goods. And when you do that, things are a lot more visual and it's all about getting people to understand what you're doing. So when you have a very visual product, setting up rewards for that Instagram follow, for the Facebook like, and getting people to rewarding for sharing, say you have, um, I'm trying to think of a good example here. I'll, I'll just use my, my old store as an example is we had a shampoo bar that was using activated charcoal, but not everyone knows what activated charcoal is and the benefits of that. So by rewarding customers for sharing our blog post on Facebook, we were getting people to share the benefits of that and helping educate through our rewards program and also providing value to the people that did that. So when you have a store like that, it's very important to get people to engage with you beyond just what's happening on the store, get them into those social accounts, following you there because you are a very visual brand. It becomes another marketing avenue for you there in terms of the drop shipping stores where it's you're selling somewhat you're selling products that you haven't built it's just trying to um more of a volume play than the first one that's where the transactional piece becomes super important making sure that you are giving the right amount of points um, that make someone come back to buy from you again if you're selling a good that can be bought on another store giving them a points balance and a points balance that can be turned into a meaningful reward not a dollar off but maybe if you're selling 
$25 items, something like $5 off to get them to come to you again. Because holding that points balance, that creates a switching barrier that they have to forego the value on your store to go and buy that from another store. Okay, that's really interesting. So what would be the difference then with just offering a 25% off voucher or a $5 off voucher compared to a rewards program? What do you see the differences? Yeah. So again, I like to say it's all about that exchange of value, right? So if you, if I was to go and just say, Hey, 25% off for everyone, I might spike my sales initially because I'm going to get discount seekers and people who weren't really invested in what I was selling. I always say you can discount your product to a point where anyone will buy it. It might be all the way down to zero. Uh, but you can always get people to buy by discounting or offering something like that. But when you get people to do, to, to provide value by following, by making purchases, by sharing things on social, you're getting, you're getting that exchange of value, right? They're doing something for it. And then they're becoming more invested, make that purchase. And they're way more likely to make that second purchase again, because of how much more invested they are versus, Hey, I was just buying here because I got it for 50% off. Fantastic. And so do you see when it comes to, and I get this question a lot when I'm helping people set up their smile app, if you're doing the point system and you've got, oh, you get say five points for every time you share this with your friends, for example, as a community thing, do you have a cutoff where you say your points get to a point of it ends up being 50% off or do you see it working where you just keep on getting referrals until they get the product for free? Do you have sort of a um, opinion on that? Yeah. So it can, it can work in either way. Um, So making like basically the question being, do, do you give them something right away for that referral or do you let them accumulate points where they can kind of stack it up and then, and then get something bigger. So I'm a big fan of using points as a reward for a referral. So the person who actually refers someone, they're accumulating those points so they can decide when they want to turn that into a reward. So you have people, um, there is a a bookstore here in Canada called uh, Chapters and I buy from them all the time and I accumulate points. I love the rewards program, but I haven't turned my points into anything yet because I'm saving up till I can get that book for free instead of having just a part of it discounted. But I also know people who, as soon as they have enough for a reward, they want to use it. And that's fine too. And you should encourage that because as soon as they claim a reward, they get that emotional connection. Like they get that hit of feeling good. And that's what's going to hook them in for making future purchases as well. So when you reward points as the referral, you give people that option, right? They can turn those points into say a $5 reward very quickly, or they could save those points up and turn it into a $50 reward down the road. Okay, so do you also recommend that people send emails as a reminder of how many points people have or do you just say, no, just leave it as it is? Do you see that a difference with whether you do that or not? Yeah, so we see people have a ton of success integrating their rewards program with their email marketing campaigns. So um, monthly summary emails, even if you're sending out an email already as a monthly summary or a weekly summary, just having the points balance in there. And we have a bunch of integrations um, with email service providers that make that easy. And any niches that you see not working with um, Smile? So there's, there's a, people like to say that anything that isn't bought frequently is a bad fit for a rewards program. I like to say that the more you think it's not a fit, it might be harder to make rewards work, but the benefit can be much greater. So as an example of this, 
let's use, I don't know, let's say grand pianos. How many times is someone going to buy a grand piano yeah. <laughs> in the course of their life? Once, like twice if you're lucky. Um, but what I say for someone who's doing that would be, hey, give them, the ro- give them the points for making that purchase of the grand piano and then sell the peripherals, uh, string replacements, key cleaners, things like this, and get them to use the points from that initial purchase to come back and make some of those peripheral purchases where they might have just gone to a local store or they might have just gone somewhere else to pick those up that was more convenient, but give them a reason to stick around with you. Mm, that's really good advice. I love that. That's fantastic. And I think that a lot of people can find a way to make that work in their business. For sure. And we have a ton of information on all of, all of these on the blog too. So if you're ever stuck or want to know how to use rewards in a certain industry or for a certain use case, chances are we've written about it on the Smile blog. Super. Fantastic. What is the website for that blog? So it's blog.smile.io. Super. People can find that and it'll be in the show notes as well. So do you have examples of established brands that are winning through community? Yeah. So I think the, the one thing to mention here is that community isn't just about rewards, right? Like you can build a brand community. Rewards is a fantastic way to build that community, but there's so many ways to do it. So some brands that are doing extremely well, um, my wife, she's obsessed with a company called Lush and they do handcrafted um, like soaps and cosmetics and it's all cruelty free. So they're, they're using a social cause as a rallying point to build that community around and people can buy into that. Or um, a lot of people here in the office, they're obsessed with Patagonia, um, which is a brand that's kind of an outdoorsy brand. And their big thing is, hey, like you're only going to have to buy this sweater once because it's such high quality. And when you create that brand rallying point, you can build a community around that, but you need to pick something to build a community based on. And you see examples like Sephora and Starbucks that are building that community based on the rewards program. Use something to build that community around and make it a rallying point, and that's how you're going to succeed. Yeah, I, I like the idea of some, like you said, the cruelty-free thing with Lush, um, having something like that where you can use that as your, your community as well, not just around your own brand. It can be around something else that you believe in as well. Exactly. And so do you have any, oh, actually, I wanted to ask you about the difference between the free and the paid version. So I do recommend the paid version to my clients because of the style changes. What's the difference between the paid and the free? Yeah. So on the paid versions on our growth plan, you're going to get access to that VIP program. So on the free version of smile, you can implement a points and a referral program, but if you want to get the the really good engagement and encourage people to be shopping and engaging more a VIP program is a fantastic way to do that. And if you're, when should someone use the paid plans? Also a question I get all the time. And it's when you're ready to make an investment in building that community and that retention aspect. So as we were talking about before, Hey, I have like, I have tons of traffic and I'm not doing enough with it. When you're ready to make that retention play and getting more of the people who are shopping with you, that's when the paid plan becomes uh, a better option. And you get the, with the growth plan, you get three apps um, included with that. So you can integrate it into a MailChimp or a Klaviyo so that you are using your community building efforts, not just in your rewards program, but across your entire marketing stack. Okay. So can I just ask you to run through, if you can, um, someone's signed up, they've decided to get the paid version. What are the first couple of things that they should think about, um, you know, 
how should they structure the idea? Should they think about which emails they're going to send out or which social media they're going to um, get on and promote their VIP program to? What do you sort of think is the best way to go about that? Yeah, so it it's tempting to try to create the perfect experience and think about this all up front. But a lot of times we get, and I fall victim to this all the time, is I, I strive for perfection and I hold too long and I kind of have this opportunity cost of not getting going. So as soon as someone gets on to goes from the free to the paid version, the thing I'd recommend starting with is you get a lot of design customization as soon as you jump onto that paid plan. So number one is make it look on brand and make it look like you, if you don't brand it to fit with your, with your store, then people are going to think it's an afterthought. And if people think it's an afterthought, they're not going to care to get involved with it. So that's where I would start in terms of all the emails that you want to set up start basic, start with, Hey, I'm going to include points balances in the emails that I'm already sending and see, see how it goes. Once you start your program, make tweaks as you're going. And that's the beauty of this is it doesn't need to be perfect. When you launch, it's going to be effective right away. We designed smile to be that way. And then once you start to add, add more onto it, it's what's going to make sense for me. I can figure that out as I'm going. Hey, super. I think a lot of people will be happy and not feel too overwhelmed hearing that. So that's really good advice for them, but it's just taking action. I think that's a big part of it. Exactly. It's like analytical paralysis. Sometimes it's, it's very tempting to try to get everything absolutely perfect. And that takes away from your ability to just get started. Yeah. So true. I see that all the time with my clients. So (laughs) do you have any final tips for the listeners of what they should do or any advice about community building that you can share with them? Yeah, I think, I think my number one thing that I see all the time is when you're building a rewards program, it's for your customers. It, it's not for you. So making sure that you're actually providing real value to them. Think about one of the examples I love is if you're given a point per, per dollar and um, I need 500 points to get $5 off. That means I have to spend $500. If you're selling $10 items, I have to make so many purchases to get $5. That's not going to be motivating for me. Make sure that you think about how the customer is going to interact with your program and make sure that you're giving them some real value here. If it wouldn't be valuable to you as a customer, so think empathetically, put yourself in their shoes, it's not going to be motivating for them. So make sure that you find the right balance of being motivating for them and making sense for you. Yeah, I love that. It actually reminds me that here in the Netherlands, there's a um, one of the chain supermarkets that I shop at. I've always got my routine each week and they've got this program at the moment of get some the Tefal fry pans. And I had a look at it and I went, oh, great. I really want a new Tefal fry pan, like a pancake one. And I had a look at it. I got home and I got all excited. And then I looked and I said, I need to get 300. Uh, I have to spend 300 euro to get one fry pan. And then I still have to pay 13 euro for the fry pan to be able to get that. And then it said on there, it's 13 euro. And then it said recommended retail for this fry pan is 50 euro. And I went, no, it's not. I I nearly bought one recently. It's 25 euro. And it really put me off the whole thing. I was looking at this going, that's a terrible promotion. But the only thing that stopped me in that sense is that I go to that supermarket every single Friday. It's the only, like I've got my two supermarkets I could do. I've got four step kids. So I've got this like, crazy routine of shopping. So I have to go there and I have to get those um, tickets anyway. So I'm going to end up getting it and I wanted a fry pan. So I'm sort of doing it out of, but it doesn't have that passion and the love anymore that I got, that I had when I first saw that piece of paper. And I think that the reason why I think of that example is because a lot of people, when they use Smile, they try to do it in a way of giving away almost no points. And 
I always try to tell them, and now I've got a really good example of them because this happened in the last few days. Now I have a good example of it happening to me, but I've always had this feeling of, hey, you know what? Like you just said, if it's going to take 500 points to get a $10 product, like that is not really, you know, it, it doesn't make people want to buy from you. Exactly. And that experience you just had there is exactly what I'm talking about. It's very difficult. And like, I fall into this trap as a marketer as well. It's very tempting. Like I need something as a marketer. I need something as a business owner for me to solely focus on that. But if you want something to do extremely well, you need to find the overlap of what is good for me also being good for the customer or else if those aren't matched up, you're always going to have a disconnect and it's never going to work. Yeah, exactly. And I think the way everything is now that we, there's so many other websites out there. There is a lot of competition out there, but at the same time, there's not, if you're doing a good job, then you don't have competitors. So I really like to tell my clients to sit at that point of don't feel like you have competitors around you. Just do such a good job on your own that you're not competing with anyone. Exactly. And that's what building that brand community is all about, right? It's about establishing those connections with your customers so that they're not shopping around with competition. And if you're going to try to compete on price, convenience, selection, you're going to get beat by Amazon anyway. So really focus on that customer experience is what is going to set you apart from everyone else. Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. That's exactly right. So Alex, you have been absolutely wonderful. I think now you've opened everyone's eyes to exactly what Smile is all about and how they can use it in their own business. So how can they find out more about Smile? And you said that you've got the blog, which is great. I'll put that in the show notes. But do you have a way that they can get in touch and any special promotions? Yeah, you can visit us at smile.io um, and contact anyone on the team from there. Um, if you want to talk to me specifically, feel free to add me on LinkedIn. Um, in terms of a discount, I hope through the, um, the talk here today that just offering a straight discount is not a way to create uh, a meaningful relationship with someone. But if anyone signs up for any of the growth for the growth plan um, and mentions the podcast, we will give you an extra app on that plan. So instead of three, you'll have four apps. That is an amazing offer. That's actually really, really good. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that you can do that for my listeners because um, me knowing what Smile's all about, I know that that's actually a really good offer for them. So thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you, Alex, for your time today. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And everyone, try out Smile because it's definitely a great app to be trying out and it's going to get you really far with building your community. Thanks for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash winning with Shopify and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And as a listener, get 20% off at justaskparker.com by using the code podcast.